1: Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show.
2: Hawaii, aloha, and San Diego. What's up? I'm glad you guys are here with us today. Um, We're going to have an amazing show today. Uh, But I want you to make sure you hang out for the latter part of the show where we will be coming out of Daniel chapter 10. We're getting close to completing this book after today. We'll only have 11 and 12. And for all of you that have been on this journey, thank you very much and mahalo, those that have been on the journey with us from Hawaii. And today we uh, have our women of the word back again and we want to make sure that when they start off they have a good platform and a lot of you listeners can join in and and be part of uh what they have to bring and i i'm excited i believe it is well needed and it is for such a time as this so today uh, without further ado, I have Cleto Riojas, Eni Makihele, and then we have Nicole Watson. And, and we have some pretty good words, uh, some questions that we mapped out, and we hope that it just becomes a blessing to you as we get right into it. Cleto, will start with you uh, today, uh, Mrs. Riojas. You know... Pastors, wives, uh, uh, and ministry leaders often experience a a heightened level of scrutiny from, you know, from the congregation. And, you know, feelings are often uh, hurt, um, a lot of pressure and a lot of judgment. Um, Let me ask you if this has ever happened to you.
3: (laughs) Uh, definitely along this journey of, of being in this role. Um, it's happened, uh, from various different ways. And, um, but I think once you come to that understanding of knowing that, you know, the church is a hospital and people are people and and we're there to serve them. And that, that is ultimately ministry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you, 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 it's easier to, um, Under and then and, and getting to know your people, your sheep, like where they're coming from and their life experiences and their and and why the, you, you you're they're constantly um, <laughs> you know putting you in in, in, a, in a in a in their in their box of expectation. And,
2: and, and you know it's not easy for uh, leader ministries as well. And you've been in a music ministry for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you turned over from secular to. Total Christianity when your husband had his uh, death experience of actually visiting hell Mm -hmm. and then heaven and then given a bone back where literally God breathed life back into him and he snapped out of his uh, a coma that he came out after you know being back from the dead was in Mm -hmm. a coma for twenty two days but um, and so none of this is new for you as well I know that you also have a. You know have it tough and have you ever experienced any scrutiny and you know from from those around you as you're leading uh folks into the presence of the lord because that's literally what worship does
4: yeah um definitely that's like um like like i said uh, there's it's nothing new to me the differences was coming from secular into the christian part of it um So, yes, there was the other part uh, from secular, I could deal with them in a different way, correct? But then when I found Jesus...
2: And the second, go punch him in the ass. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, excuse me." <laughs> we see things thrown
4: all over the place. Yeah, I hear you. But now that you got God, you gotta, you know, you gotta listen to the Holy Spirit and kind of guide you in that sense. There's a, a lot of biting your lips and just like, "Hmm, okay, I love you, but we will have to just wait for a second and have to talk to you later on that." <laughs> but, um, but that's why it's so important, and, and uh, this, that's kind of what we're gonna be surrounding ourselves with, with us as other leaders in encourage them that even though, though you're going through this, you have other leaders that will be with you and we're not going to cookie cut anything like, Oh, we're perfect. Cause there's perfection is not in this. Amen. amen,
2: amen. <laughs> it's just
4: having the heart and loving the people. Let's say like your sheep, you were pretty much shepherds.
2: You know? That's the key. Loving the people. <laughs> um, Nicole uh, Watson, you know, you now have been in a uh, ministry for, is it at, at over a year? Is that correct?
5: Um, I mean, yeah, definitely over a year, you know, almost, what, two and a half years going on three.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit longer than that. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, I, okay, I, okay, yeah. I stand corrected. corrected. So, I mean. Get it straight. Yeah, you have a, uh, a, you know, a fresh perspective, you know, um, Cleta's been in ministry, uh, Years and years. I mean, at least since we've been married, and before that. So, yeah. you know, we had married thirteen years, and maybe another three before that, and so about sixteen years in ministry. Um, yeah. And and so you know, and and you've been in ministry for many years as well, yeah. uh, Liani. Yeah. And so Nicole, you're probably you're probably the newie, but I mean, three years is it, is still <laughs> it's still some time, and you know, you have the opportunity to teach children and. Um, also work with children in ministry and and dealing with just folks inside of the church i mean uh your what's your perspective is do you often have a uh, uh or experience levels of scrutiny from the church or uh or you know f- feelings get in the way with certain people
5: oh man um So honestly speaking, a lot of the pressure and judgment came from myself in the beginning. It was like, I'm not worthy. Who am I? You guys are having someone like me come and help the church and lead in the church. And, you know, obviously those are condemnation. Those are thoughts from the enemy. That's not of myself, but it was also a self-judgment. It reflected towards myself. And that's where the scrutiny came from for a lot of the time. And through healing, through God's help, through uh, connecting a lot with Cleta and her uh, mentorship, I've come to a place where I haven't seen that yet, but I I see where it goes and faces towards uh, Cleta. So I I definitely keep a lot of things in prayer. Um, If that ever happens to me, you know, God help me. um, Let me be surrounded by the amazing people I'm surrounded by today. Uh, We have had certain people, in the church, unfortunately, who God has taken out, and it's a blessing to see God's hand in it where I didn't have to intervene or nobody else had to intervene. It was all God's work.
2: Amen, and that's pretty amazing to say because um you do hear a lot of that stuff coming towards others that have been in ministry a long time, and, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I think it's a sense that people expecting more of you or of a person when they themselves aren't doing anything so you know, it's kind of like, yeah. like almost like a free handout, you know, and they expect that and, and don't really put no work in, you know, and, and I get that. Yeah. So that's a great answer. Um, yeah, so he, here's another question and I'll start with you, Nicole, and then we'll work our way around again. Um, okay. do you ever feel isolated, um, in ministry and, and, uh, struggle with, uh, finding peers that could truly understand, um, you?
5: Me? No, I don't. And, um, this is a funny answer, but I, I have not had to deal with isolation. However, I have, seen it pushed on to uh, Cleta, pastor's wife. And I have just been blessed to be alongside her Amen. every moment I get to be. And it's it's such a blessing, you know, when there aren't people there to help and put their, their hearts and their works and be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm just like, Lord, use me. I will do whatever you need me to do. I can't let her sit here and do everything alone. So I am a support to her. Definitely. When there's those times of isolation, I putting my hands and feet out to help her in any way possible. Or I pray for help from the Lord to give me the wisdom and knowledge and understanding so that I can learn how to do it. And it's no isolation on my part, but definitely when I see it put it on um, Clita's plate, I make myself available.
2: Woo-hoo. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is freedom with Adam Riojas. And we are currently, or I am currently interviewing, uh, the women of the word and they're starting a podcast the first week of February. And we're just leading into some questions and they're actually going to have this open forum where women can call them and speak with them and, and send your questions in. And, and so that should be uh, a really powerful forum and it will be a blessing for the women. So, um, let me come back and ask you the same question. Uh, Do you ever deal with isolations or feelings of isolation and struggle with finding uh, peers that are on the same level as you are?
4: Um, Very, very interesting. Uh, This is one of the pain points for being a leader Um, uh, as far as as a, a ministry leader music wise. Yeah, first of all, personally in my group. I'm pretty much the only woman in my band. What's the so. name of your band? Diversified Music Ministry. So uh, I'm pretty much the only girl, but they call me a diva anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but, but pretty much I don't have anybody else that will understand where I'm at. So that's why I, coming to uh, Cleta, we we understand where we're at. We can actually sit and talk <laughs> and laugh about these things. Amen. But it's also a great um, <clears throat> encouragement to those that are younger than us. So we, we always want to speak to those coming up. Uh, don't when you get into this mode of, uh, or, or when you get cornered by the you know just bad thoughts of being isolated, know that we're there. Amen. We're there, and and don't be afraid to go through because the, if your gifting is in this line, come forward because we're here for you. Amen. And we've been through it. Yeah, we might look a little crazy. We look tired all the time. One shoe missing. It doesn't matter. Amen. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. You know, and because um we're here for you and for us being. Uh, Women of the Word, there's a verse that come to mind on this, which is um, Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 9 and 10. And that says, For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. Um, by But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? So we pretty much we're going to, when we get together and we speak about these things, the word backs us up. And th- we always have to stand by the word. Because if we go by each other's, you know, we can call your girlfriend or call each other. But God has to be in the midst so Amen. that way we can be strong Amen. together.
2: Amen. That, so. That's powerful. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. You know, I, I, I believe even Hawaii is going to be very blessed because you come from an island girl view <laughs> I mean, you were, you were 12 when you moved to, the, to America, yeah. but you still have, you know, the memories and you yes. still kind of know how that functions. And I know you've been back to Hawaii, yeah. at least to Hawaii. And yeah. so it's going to be amazing. Praise God. Women of the word. Now, <laughs> Cleta, let me ask you the same question. You know, I know you, your perspective is from a, from being the wife of a pastor and uh, isolation, feelings of isolation can be tough for you at times. And I've seen where there were times when you had really not a whole lot of women around you. So you would have to call outside of the church. Um, One of your good friends is Lisa Inglis. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's pretty awesome. So uh, same question for you.
3: Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. I remember when I was during those isolation times, I would definitely call on my friends on the outside and I would be like, don't you want to come over here and do ministry? They're like, oh, no, <laughs> you have definitely, you know, being a in uh, the role of a pastor's wife can sometimes um, have so many things that, uh, you know, like my friend Lisa's like, that is definitely not my calling. But that being said, um, you know, the, also in those isolation periods, um, I just really been, got to able to draw closer to my husband, and really following your lead, and really just doing ministry alongside you. And then at the end of the day, even though I didn't have like um, the maybe the friendships or anything like that, I had my girls, and so God blessed me with with my, our children. And so I was able to just be more in, in in that season of just being a being a mom, being a wife, and things like that. And that was like a focus, but. But of course, you know, like all of us women, we love to hang out and fellowship together. And so it was tough. But what I did learn is the fellowship started coming from those I did ministry with. And so I realized God showed me that you may, you tend to relate more with those you do ministry with. So those who were, were starting to volunteer their time and, and come alongside me, like Nicole, I, I grew closer to them and I'm like, Oh, okay. I, this is amazing. This is, you know, when you, when you meet someone who's like-minded in the sense of have a heart for, for, for the Lord and, and a heart for ministry because it really is um, sacrificing yourself and giving it all when you're doing ministry. And so, and that's where my isolation did end because then I started to develop friendships with those I, uh, that I work alongside in ministry with.
2: Amen. Women of the word coming to you in February. I am, <laughs> I'm also Woo-hoo. looking kind, you know forward to it. <laughs> it should be fun to listen to you because there'll be times when you have guests and that mm-hmm. should be amazing um here's the next question and let me skip back over to nicole um uh, balancing family in ministry um, <laughs> that that's that's not easy I mean you come from a single mother uh uh viewpoint and And I believe it's perfect because there's a lot of mothers now that are single and turning to the Lord when the world is not offering what they need. And, you know, the world is not, especially now, you know, the culture is going radically evil, calling evil good and and good evil. Um, How do you balance your little family?
5: Mm, A lot of God, for sure. Um, I mean, I haven't had a lot of family to really depend on. So the church has become my family and I'm thankful for that. So God first and, um, my son comes second. God takes care of us. He takes care of me. He takes care of my son. And I had to learn that I had to learn how to balance that. I had to learn how to, um, ask for help and just go to a lot of meetings and participate a lot with the church and serve. And that's where, my family came from once I got to at the Cross Oceanside and learning to balance things and learning how to say no and pray and ask for guidance was and still is very important and a very prominent part of my everyday life if I don't um, seek the Lord usually it conflicts my, my heart and my soul and I am not happy. I'm not enjoying what I'm doing if I don't seek his wisdom and guidance first. And I can't balance anything. And I praise the Lord now that I have my family, my actual family, you know, my my blood relatives who are coming to church. And it's just made balancing uh, family and ministry such a a bigger and higher blessing. I mean, family is ministry in itself. And these children are that I get to be a part of our, our ministry in itself. And it's just so rewarding that being a single mom, I get to be a part of that with my son, alongside of my son, with my church family, with my family, with God at the center of all of it. It's it's just so amazing. And I am blessed. and it is a challenge. It can be done, but if God is not the center of it and if he's not who you're seeking wisdom and understanding and help from, it's not going to work out.
2: Amen. You've done actually a great job. Like you said, uh, um, your brother who is, you know, not quite fully committed to the Lord and, but he's starting to come to church now and, and you, um, positively been, a, uh, an influence in his life. Your mother's now coming as well. And, um, you've helped your mom, you know, get employed, and so you're doing some amazing things, mm-hmm. and, and that's uh, commendable. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um,
5: amen. I'm glory to God.
2: <laughs> amen. Lieni, what about you? Um, do mm. you ever have a problem balancing <laughs> ministry and you know your res- your responsibilities as a mom? I know you you still have a couple of uh, uh, children at home still. I mean, they're yeah. they're not little children, but because no. you're you're a, you're a mom you're a mom uh, um, a boy mom <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: I want to say Everything is 100% perfect in my house <laughs> Yeah, I do have four boys um, So you have to be a little crazy To have uh, those around me And they're not calm kids <laughs> I wish I had those boys They're like, oh, you guys are so intelligent And you're doing your own thing No, they want to see what they can break in the house When they walk in But um that balancing, truly, it has to be from God. Amen. Because uh, you'll hear me walking through the house. I'm like, Lord, that's I'm praying while I'm walking through Amen. the kitchen <laughs> and picking up stuff, you know. But um, but I love them. I love my boys. And, and the love that God puts in me, it goes out towards everything that I touch or everything that he walks me through. So um, since I'm with you guys, with the kids, with you as, um, as pa- my pastor now. Um, my love for my kids will reflect to everything that I go through So uh, for those women that are out there Your heart truly has to be in this Because if it's not, you're going to come into a place Where you're kind of trying to uh, balance yourself by almost competing Competing, you know, looking at other people Like how they're going to judge you You don't. We don't have no place for that And at this age of mine right now I'm gonna say 21 again, but
2: <laughs> come on, you
4: do not have no time to be walking around like oh I I don't know what they're gonna say. Well, no, you love through it, you love through it because Amen. God put that in you.
2: Amen. You, and
4: so yeah, the balancing.
2: Um, praise God. <laughs> you, you also have a kid who's a jock, right? He's a
4: yeah. He's, I have my youngest. He's, he's gonna get a scholarship. Yeah.
2: in Football.
4: Yeah. So um, a lot of stuff. The balancing now is me traveling with him and taking him to colleges for visits um, as a quarterback. So. It's it. God will, will provide. Because, you know, I can sit there all day and put my planner together. <laughs> it looks so nice, but it never works. Amen. Out. He has a
2: strong arm, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, and and they, they're actually liking islanders to play quarterback. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, you have um, right now in uh, Florida, a quarterback yes. in Florida.
4: Yeah. We just visited um, uh, one of the colleges in um, Arizona. They have a quarterback who's tongue in and Filipino, I think. Um, so, you know, they're already talking to my son. So it's like, okay. No wow.
2: <laughs> Praise the Lord.
4: <laughs> so there's the balance.
2: Amen. <laughs> Cleto, what about you? And then, I mean, we just have a little short time. So, right, right, right. Um, and we're going to end it with you because that's probably the last question <laughs> that we'll get in. Women of so, the word.
3: Amen. We're excited. I think for the balancing of the family, um, I... Uh, you and I learned early on how important it was to um, put uh, the family first above all. God, number one, our marriage, our children, and then our ministry. And many times, I think when people get into ministry, they they put everything else ahead of their family, and then they're, and then they start to the family starts to fall apart. And so, you and I made that that commitment to each other and to our girls to to, uh, like, no matter what, it, it's balanc- It's going to work around, you know, what are the needs of our marriage. And so that has always kind of been, so I think we've had a good way of balancing it.
2: Amen. Amen. I mean, we, we like to travel. We like to take a bunch of road trips. We don't mm-hmm. get on planes much, but nah. <clears throat> we like to get on a car and go.
3: Yes, the great wide open. Amen. America's beautiful. So
2: much to see in America. <laughs> Listen, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and uh, we want to make sure that, you as a listener especially you women that um that you will tune in and be ready the first week of February mm-hmm. to listen to Women of the Word they will be on Rumble and other platforms mm-hmm. when is your your actual uh, date uh, Leani
4: uh, you said first week we don't know the actual date but it's first but week. first week and yes. um, yeah we're pretty much just inviting you into our living room cool. so for for those of you listening um, you're welcome you can come in
2: Amen <laughs> and and you uh and, and the beauty of it is uh, you will be speaking from perspective because, yes. I mean, you're involved and, yeah. and you you love, you all love the Lord. And that's a beautiful thing. And, how how can any women uh, uh, or even men, because I'm sure, you know, men kind of want to know the secrets. How can they <laughs> tune in um, or do you have a channel yet? Uh,
3: yes. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you do go to the church website, it will have all the information there. But we also, um, it will link us. We're going to be very active on uh, Truth Social. Um, well, we don't call it Twitter no more. We call it the X. X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the X. And um, and then, of course, your your typical Instagram and Facebook social media site. So those four sites will be there. But most of everything is going to be on um, Coming From Rumble. And mm-hmm. we'll have it uploaded there. We'll have the website we'll you can tag into everything that
2: way. So right now they can go to at the cross oh, dot org or at hyphen the hyphen cross dot com. Dot com.
3: Yes, um, or it's WOTW ministry dot com.
2: Wow. Okay. What's the phone number? 760 760-
3: 994 3534, because okay. we're a part of
2: it. The- <laughs> hey, <man, we'll> <laughs> you the know, Lord. hey, we're. <laughs> <laughs> Woo To you women, women of the word. Woo! In Jesus' name.
1: Freedom Generation Higher
6: Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through seventh grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications For fall 2023, visit them online at FreedomGenerationEDU.com or at The CrossOceanside.com.
2: Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just had an incredible interview with Women of the Word, which will be coming to you on Rumble and other media platforms in early February. But now we get to the best part of the show, and that's the message. This is Daniel chapter 10. And as we get ready to dive in, I'm blown away by what I read, what I've read, and what I've studied this week. And here we go without further ado. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. Now, I want you to, to get a clear mind of where Daniel is at this point. The first wave of Israelis or Jewish people had already returned To the land. This is two years after Daniel had finished his tenure with Cyrus, with King Cyrus. And remember, Isaiah in chapter 44 and 45 prophesied that this king would be the king that would release them. And how we know that this is already. His second year of already being retired is because in the first year of King Cyrus, uh, as we started in early Daniel chapter 9, in verse 2, we remember when he's looking at the books in verse 9-2, where it says, in the first year of his reign of, of King Darius, I, Daniel, understood by... Books, the number of years where the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. 10, chapter 10 now is two years later, and Cyrus had already released the first wave or the first wave of people had already decided to go back. And how I know that and how you should know that is through scripture. In Second Chronicles 36, to 23, it says this. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of who? Jeremiah might be accomplished. The Lord stood up, stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Remember, there was a promise, 70 years and you go home. Jeremiah had said that because God told him. That he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me, completely given props to whom props is due. And that is God, that God had given him all the kingdoms. And he hath charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah who is there among you of all the people or his people, the Lord, his God be with him and let him go up. So that's the first wave. But here, Daniel is three years later, two years, you know, at to be precise is now retired, but he's definitely very active still in ministry. And as we read, it says, and, The latter part of 10 and uh, the thing was true, but the time appointed was long and he understood the thing and understanding of the vision. God gives him a vision, another vision where he is seeing something amazing that he had already seen parts of it in Daniel before when we read Daniel in earlier, uh, Chapter uh, seven, when God gave him this 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 vision, but here it's refreshed, and he's speaking about. Well, let's look into it because ten is actually an opening for chapter eleven, where the vision is explained, and he goes through it. Now, something Daniel did in those days. In those days, I Daniel was mourning three full weeks. Now, that's pretty powerful. Daniel is mourning. Um, and he's literally humbling himself before the Lord for three full weeks. Now, what I love about this passage is, of course, there's always uh, skeptics, there's always other commentators, and even theologians that look at this verse and this next passage up to four, and will tell you that Daniel wasn't fasting. That he was just literally mourning because they will tell you that fasting is to be uh, completely devoid of any food but water. Now, (laughs) when we see this, and this is the only place you see it in scripture, is Daniel is abstaining. And Daniel is fasting from all of other foods except for vegetables except for those things that came up from the ground. So it is a legitimate fast, and, and it's an easier fast, but it's a fast nonetheless, because as we read, it says, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three, four weeks. There are some uh, amazing uh, verses when I see this, and I want to read them to you because they're pretty amazing, and it deals with one of the things that fasting does it it literally humbles you and 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 if you remember the story of Ahab who was a wicked king married to Jezebel just bad and God was about to bring judgment and he used Elijah to bring him in and tell him what God was going to do and and what Ahab did is is he he fasted he laid sackcloth and 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 dejectably denied himself. And in Kings 21, 27, it says this Ahab humbled himself and fasted before God. And as unlikely again as this wicked king did, God heard his his prayer. God honored his fasting, because in first Kings 21 9 it says it says that he humbled himself. Well, well. it says this, have you seen how Ahab has humbled himself before me? And so fasting is a way to humble yourself before God, to mourn before God, to say, God, I can't, you can. And sure enough, God heard his prayer and didn't end his kingdom, but brought the disaster in the days of his sons and that's first kings 21 29 and fasting um again is a form of of humbling yourself and david king david 69 10 david says this i wept and humbled my soul with fasting and why is that uh important to know It's because when you deny yourself, you're saying, God, I can't, but you can. I can't, but you can, God. And that's what we see Daniel here doing in chapter 10. But what's also amazing for me is when I read the New Testament, and I'm not going to get into a whole message of fasting because I want to make sure I can get through this, this, this book but what is powerful is that we also uh um see something amazing that happened in mark 9 when the disciples were trying to cast out a demon and couldn't and they came up to Jesus and said man why can't we do this you know and and Jesus said I, I did something amazing he he blessed them and he cast out the demon, and he said unto them in verse 29, this kind cannot go forth but by fasting and prayer. In Matthew, it says something really amazing when you read Matthew. It's the same story, Matthew seventeen nineteen. Then came uh, the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your own belief. Your unbelief for barely I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence, be yonder uh and remove hence to yonder and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing, nothing shall be impossible unto you when you fast before the Lord. When you get in this position of being able to tap into the spiritual realm, because in um, Matthew uh, 17, 21, it says, How be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. See, when you pray and you fast, nothing will be impossible for you. You can tell this little, this giant mountain, get out of the way because here I come in Jesus' name. Now, again, Daniel was in this position now, and for three weeks, Daniel 10-4 says this, and in the 4th and 20th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hittichel, he sees himself by the tigris. He's having this vision. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with fine gold of Ufas. He sees him like like this gold just made out of gold. His body also was like the burl in his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as the lamps of fire, and his arms, and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Now that's amazing. I personally believe. That at this point, he's seen Jesus. Yes, he's seen Jesus. Now, this vision that he's seen of Jesus is the exact vision that John had in Revelations chapter 1. It's the exact representation and image of what he saw. In one thirteen, it says this. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a, mar- a garment down to his foot and gird about his paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass as if it... They burned in a furnace, and his voice was the sound of many waters. Then it says, he, and, and he had in his right hand, again, seven stars out of his mouth, and a sharp two-edged sword, and his conscience was as the sun shining in strength. Then it says, and when I saw him, it fell at his feet as dead. Remember that he fell at his feet as dead. It was just, it was he was beside himself. He's seen the glory of the of the son and his full glory in heaven. Now, there are some, and to me it's amazing how they they can believe that this is actually an angel. And, and they believe that because we'll read later on in this that because he needed help um, to get through to talk to Daniel. <laughs> Listen, God doesn't need any help. But he sure did use Michael to go before him and says, handle my lightweight. And he's sitting back because these are, you know, Lucifer is his fallen angel. And Michael, the archangel, is a warrior. So this is the perfect description of Jesus. And I don't understand what why some would think that, that an angel could be this glorious. Yes, we have angels that appear in white linen, but not this description, you know, where his face as, as a lightning and his eyes as the lamps of fire, it's just, it's too amazing and it's too powerful. You know, Isaiah had a similar uh, encounter when he saw Christ himself in chapter 6 in, when he says this. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord, listen to this, sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim, each had six wings, and the twine he covered his face, and with the twine he covered his feet, and the twine he did fly, and one cried unto another and said, Holy, 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, the whole earth is full of, of his glory. And, and and so, again, we come back to Daniel. This is Jesus. I see it, and it's, and it's easy for me to see this. And scripture isn't an enigma. It's pretty clear. Verse 7 says this, And I, Daniel, saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves." So at that point, the men that were with him took off running because there was a, an earthquake. <clears throat> the glory of the Lord just shook everything, and and it, they took off. Eight says this, <clears throat> and excuse me. And if you remember that um, John, when he saw Jesus with the almost exact representation of what Daniel was saying, he fell as one dead. As we read as we continue to read it says this Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision and these rem- and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned uh, turned in me into corruption and I retain no strength He fell out yet heard I the voice of his words and when I heard the voice of his words then was I in deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground he had fallen down. He had seen the glory of, of Jesus in heaven. Tense is this. And I beheld a hand touch me, which set me upon my knees and upon my palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Repeat it again, greatly beloved. You know who was also a beloved of Jesus? Was John, the Apostle John. And John was blessed. He he got to encounter Jesus in his latter years. He was given the privilege, just like Daniel, in his latter years to see the glorified Jesus Christ. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God in his full glory. He saw Jesus in his full glory. And he said unto me, O Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee I am now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. And he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, humble thyself. Remember, he humbled himself. He literally mourned for the 21 days. Right when you started, the words were heard, and I am come for thy words. I am come to tell you. I am come to speak to you. And this is why some believe that it's not Jesus, because 13 says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, who's the prince of the Persian kingdom? Now, it's amazing when you read that, because we know that there are wicked angels in high places and we know this perfectly if you read Ephesians chapter 6 when it when it speaks about putting on the armor of God and about all the 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 uh, the princes and the of the wicked places that that are there so there are ranks even within Satan's little nasty evil kingdom and obviously this is one of them. It says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me on the the 20 days, on one and 20 days, on the 21st day. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So I see this. I don't see an angel. I see Jesus hanging out and and probably having a good time. I don't know if you've ever been to a a wrestling match or or one of them... WW fights, and you're sitting back. I I don't know, but I know that Jesus didn't need the help because he's God. He could have just blown and wiped them away, but there are obviously some type of arrangements in this heavenlies, and he's given some kind of rain. so he said, Michael, take care of my lightweight. That's how I see it, and that's basically... How most of us see it. Take care of my lightweight. Now I am come to make thee understand what should befall the people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. It's a vision that's in the future. And when he he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord. By the vision, my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this, my Lord, talk with this, my Lord? For as for me, straight where there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. I saw your glory, Lord, and I can't handle this. There came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. And said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou, wherefore I come unto thee, and now I will return to fight with the Prince of Persia. And when I am gone, this is Michael, you know, Michael stepping in, he goes, I'm going to go back and beat on him some more. Get it, Michael, get it, Michael, in Jesus' name. He says, and then he says, And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Greece shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth me in these things, but Michael, your prince. Michael is the prince that oversees Israel. And you can clearly see it when we'll get to chapter 12. God is good and there is none like him get in prayer pray and fast and believe that God can do the impossible that's the lesson he's now in 11 about to receive the vision and the answer to it in the description I love you and thanks for listening and I'm going to ask my wife to closes in prayer. And I'm also going to ask Lieny to do say a word.
3: Yes. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Father, we just pray for all the listeners today that you would bless and protect them along their journey and that you would continue to uh, spread the good news through each and every one of us. Father, we
4: also want to uh, thank you for just uh, bringing us together, Lord, and um, you working through us, Father, to reach those that need to hear your word. I ask for strength uh, for uh, Pastor Adam and also uh, Cleta and for myself and also those that are, um, and Nicole, for those that are working to get your word out there and, and just um, help those that are in need of just your name, Jesus. Um, and we, we say this in your name.
2: Woo! Thank you for listening. You know we'll be back next week at 5 o'clock. Hawaii, we love you. Aloha and mahalo. SD? Woohoo! What's up in Jesus' name? And it's all about serving God. It's all about keeping your eyes on Him because we are getting close. And I know that His return is imminent. We love you. Thank you. And if you want to get a hold of us, find us, you know, at freedom at adamriojas.com And of course, you can go to the website at the cross.org or at hyphen the hyphen cross.com and get some more information about Woman of the Word. We love you. God bless you. And stay tuned for Jesus is coming. Woo
1: Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K Praise. If you missed a show, Go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Café Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org.
6: Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes, and a Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com.